Hey everyone, it's Britt from Tiny Bites. Before we get into this week's episode, just a quick word from this week's sponsor. If you're listening to this, you obviously like podcasts and you probably like music too. On Spotify, you can listen to all of that in one place for free. You don't need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode, download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. I love that for when I'm traveling. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends via Spotify's integrations with social platforms like Instagram. Just search for Tiny Bites on the Spotify app or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab and follow me so you never miss an episode of Tiny Bites. Spotify is the world's leading music streaming service and now it can be your go-to for podcasts too. Hello and welcome to Tiny Bites, bite-sized discussions on minimalism, the simple life, and tiny houses. This is episode six. My name is Britt, and I'm so glad you're joining me this week. This week's episode is brought to you by my upstairs neighbor who sounds like he's moving elephants, so I apologize in advance if you can hear anything other than my lovely voice. Before I jump into this week's topic, I wanted to share a call-in with you from a listener from last week's episode, Brittany from The Rinky Dink Life, called in with an answer to the question I asked, is there room for different design aesthetics in the minimalist community? And she had a really interesting answer. Here's Britt. Hey Britt, it's Brittany from The Rinky Dink Life. Um, I do think that there's room for different aesthetics in the minimalist community. I think that a lot of being a minimalist, at least for me, it really has to do with um, slowing down and appreciating simplicity. And I found that the best way that I've learned that is just by observing the things in nature. So while um, whites and grays and blacks are common to find in like the minimalist aesthetic that we're familiar with, um, in nature you're more likely to find these bright blues and these greens and all of these vibrant shades. So I don't think it's a bad thing to incorporate some of that brightness into your home, um, whether you're doing it through paint or furniture or textiles. Thanks for the awesome call in, Brittany. I think you make a really good point. The minimalist community tends to focus on very neutral, simple colors, but that isn't what we see in nature. So maybe it isn't the worst thing in the world to be a minimalist who loves color, textures, and patterns. Remember, if you ever have a comment or a question for me, call in here on Anchor and I'll try and answer it either in an Anchor-only bonus episode or in my weekly episode of Tiny Bites. Moving into today's topic, this week on the blog I shared six challenges I've faced as a minimalist and how I've dealt with them. If you want to read the full post, you can head on over to tinyambitions.com. One challenge I wrote about that was getting uh, your family on board. I have made it clear to my family members that anything they purchase for me for a special occasion will be donated or sold unless it was something I explicitly asked for and we discussed beforehand. In the post, I said, quote, some people might say it is selfish of me to impose my minimalism on other people. I would argue it is more selfish to let someone buy you something when you know you don't need it or you know you won't use it, end quote. This struck a chord with Chris, a reader and fellow blogger over at keepthrifty.com. Chris said, quote, that phrase, impose your minimalism on others, is a really interesting one. I've never thought of it that way because I'm not asking anyone else to be a minimalist. I'm just asking them to respect that I am one, end quote. I've been mulling over Chris's comment since Monday, actually. It reminded me of when I was a vegetarian when I was younger. 
I never wanted to impose my diet on anyone else and felt incredibly guilty anytime I had to eat at someone's house. I never wanted anyone to go out of trouble, go to any trouble to accommodate me. Until recently, I had a similar experience with my minimalist lifestyle. It is a choice that I have made, but it's not one that I expect anyone else to abide by. I'm not trying to convert my friends and family over to the minimalist dark side. Like Chris, I just want my choice to be respected. But I do think it's a little trickier if you're a minimalist because the rejection of mainstream views on consumption can often come across like you're judging your friends and family when you probably aren't intentionally doing so. And it's definitely a fine line between making your preferences known and hurting your family's feelings because you don't want to take part in their annual secret Santa. That's it for this week's episode of Tiny Bites, but I want to hear from you. Have you struggled with creating boundaries for your friends and family to respect your minimalist lifestyle? How did you go about making sure your family understood that minimalism is important to you? If you're listening to this on Anchor, call in and let me know. Otherwise, you can comment over on the blog at tinyambitions.com slash tinybites06. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.